0: Welcome to the Empowered Women Rise podcast with me, your host, Lucy Bennett. I'm here with the gorgeous Olivia DeSantos, who is one of my favourite people in the online world. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you
1: for having me, Lucy. It's always a
0: pleasure to talk to you. are oh, you too. I love talking to you so much. So you, <laughs> you were my first, like, one-to-one coaching client all those years ago yeah you did me a massive favor (laughs) you let me coach you (laughs) (laughs) no you did me
1: a massive favor like we just met in the most random of ways right I think it was on a Facebook group and um it was there was a challenge about doing ideal clients and you wrote this post about what your ideal client was what your ideal planner planning um, planning coaching client was uh, she wanted to be a destination wedding planner and she was in her mid 20s and um, she was moving to somewhere in, in the Mediterranean and she really wanted to make her stance in the world. And blah blah, blah. So I was like, oh my god, that's me! <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote a, a, a comment not wanting anything or not expecting anything, just saying, you know. That sounds exactly like me. You literally described me, except that I, I do have experience in the wedding world and I have been wedding planning for a bit longer, but I wanted my own business. And then you just you, you sent me a message and said, hey, what if we do some sessions together? And then the rest is history. Like you you helped me sort out my my website and to charge properly. And I think I started working with my first client about when we started working together. Um, and then from there, after I started doing all of the blogging and all of the marketing stuff that you told me to put in place, like it, it just rollercoasted and ended up with a huge amount and fully booking for 2020. Well, we all that one, but I did. You did
0: so, and, well. You did so well. Yeah. Um, so, Everybody who who doesn't know Olivia, Olivia is a wedding planner based in Portugal and she is very young for a woman who (laughs) is incredibly set up a, a business in a country that isn't her home country. I always think that it's an incredible achievement what you've done coming and setting up a destination wedding planning business in Portugal, because obviously when you're setting up abroad, it's not only the fact you're setting up a business and you were 23 at the time, It was also the language as well, and the the leaving your friends behind in London and having to fit into a completely new society. It must've been a challenge for you at the time.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I've I'd, I'd in part grown up in Portugal when I was very young. So like 13, 14, I lived in Portugal for a couple of years. So I did have a slight basis in the language um, and I also studied it a little bit in university. Um, and then in terms of like leaving things behind, I think it's just a bug that I have. I'm very Good at just being a fish out of water. Like I'll flap for a bit, and then everything will be calm. I'll just figure my way and swim through. So um, it was scary, but also it wasn't at all either. I knew that I'd be able to figure it out when I got there. Um, and I was very fortunate to have to have you, and also to have um, I had family in in Portugal as well. So I didn't feel completely isolated and alone when I started my business. But it was very difficult and very isolating in those first couple of months, definitely.
0: Yeah, it's a big challenge, isn't it? It's just that kind of like, you're feeling through, aren't you? You don't really know where to go, what you should be doing. And because it's a completely different market as well. And you're not trying to attract people locally. So you can't go to a local networking group and build contacts like in the UK, you know, it's like, Right. I have to network internationally. I have to get out to an international audience. And I think it can take longer to get it established and set up in that sense because of that. But like you mentioned earlier, within I think it was in like three or four months, you had booked like four clients for 2020 and you'd booked them at a rate that you, first of all, hadn't believed was possible for you. And that was yeah that was absolutely
1: yeah I started I think my very first client paid me two grand maybe including VAT when VAT is high it's like a quarter in Portugal um so what 17 hundred really that i got from that wedding um and then the next clients i started charging like three grand and above and um i'm at a place in my business now where i'm charging four and five grand that's kind of where i'm at Um, i've got one six grand client because of their budget so i mean it didn't start that way though and i think it's really important to recognize that like i I fully believe in charging what you're worth but at the same time it's got to feel right here and if I had started at six I would have just been like oh so you know I my, my services are six thousand euro and that's not a good energy to come to any client with like they're not going to pay you that so it had to feel right here and it took me a, a lot of time like it took us a lot of time to get me to three grand even right um three grand including VAT. Mm-hmm. um and then it was three grand plus v and then it was three 200 and it was like a slow gradual place of getting there and yes i would be earning good money now <laughs> uh, <laughs> if, it <wasn't> if, <laughs> if everything were normal everything would have been Really good, and I would have the turnover from year one to year two would have been massive. Um, so I really do thank you for sorting out my money mindset at that time. I'm in a whole new block now, so I've got to do it all over again.
0: (laughs) It never ends, Olivia. And every time you're up level, you have to break through another block. So it's okay, you know, it is okay. In fact, I think we were talking about money mindset a couple of weeks ago. But one of the things I've realized through doing one of the course I've done over the last six months was that um, I hadn't really thought of it like this before. But absolutely. When you said, you know, you have to feel it in your heart to be able to charge the three grand in that moment. And I remember saying to you at the time, like, okay, what do you feel comfortable with? And you were like, I feel comfortable with three. Okay, so let's start at three. And then once you've sold three at three, then you can up it. buy another 500 and and actually that is because money mindset is so closely related to your self worth and it's so so actually the right way to go about it obviously we we were working together what two two and a half years ago but is is to go right let's work on the self-worth first and then let's you know work on the money mindset so so yeah that's more my approach these days
1: (laughs) no it's completely correct it's completely Uh, correct you have to start there like i don't think i would have done anything that i did in that year without a lot of support on myself on my self-worth and working on my self-confidence and believing in my services and things like that because even though i had been doing weddings for four years by that point before I started my business I was working for uh, a venue group in London Mm -hmm. I also worked for an independent planner when I was 19 that's when I started Um, so I was a proper baby just had my braces taken off when I did my first wedding and these were like big luxury 100k 80k 150k weddings um so I had I had the experience I knew I I could do it but when I was doing things on my own it was a whole other unlearning of all of the doubts that I had right from the beginning I just felt like a 19 year old kid again um like I didn't know what I was doing but I know that I know what I'm doing so it was a case of relearning rediscovering self-worth and now that i'm at that new next level of my business where i'm not fighting for clients and i i am fully booked um and i'm doing other things i have to do it all over again for those other things so yeah. i don't feel like i'm worthy for those and that i'm not doing well in those and that i shouldn't be charging this for that and um yeah it's a constant battle I, when does it end <laughs>
0: I don't think it does. does. We're always always transforming and developing. That's human nature. And that's the beauty of us all. You know, it's the beauty of us as as humans, I think, definitely. And it's funny that you say that, actually, because I definitely found it. I had the same challenge going from my wedding planning business to my coaching business. It was like it almost triggered all those self worth, like, am I good enough? Values again. Whereas in the wedding business, obviously uh, my business been running now for seven years. I knew, I know I'm worth a five grand wedding. I know I am, you know. But it's like with the coaching, it's it's getting that getting to that point again, you know, where you have to get beyond it. Um, but it's yeah, it's you you can break through it and you will get there. But it takes a little bit of effort and it can be hard at times I think that breaking through the next barrier is hard but it's good for us as well it feels hard but it's good for us you know you can feel you're going through another up level but you're you're doing well so you you've created a really beautiful wedding planning company like i love the kind of weddings that you do they're very colorful and actually your website newlyweds if anybody wants to check it out is really colorful and just i always love that about it you know like multicoloured, gorgeous fun weddings and you are very much about sticking within your brand values and your beliefs about what a wedding you know should be like so the clients that you have attracted, the clients that you have magnetised, they really fit the profile of the weddings that you want, don't they? You're very much about making sure you stick within your integrity when you're appealing to clients. Yeah, I'm very much
1: someone who stays in their lane. Um, I- picked one very early on it's a very 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 clear idea of what my ideal client was um i did all of those um and i I was very, very focused on exactly the client that I liked and the type of weddings that I wanted to create. Um, They're not massive budgets. They're not luxury budgets. They are mid-range or so. They're very bohemian, like you said, very colorful. Um, So I had to get everything. My entire brand was geared around that person. And when I realized that you know, I don't need to have all of the weddings in Portugal. And I have planner friends that I um, outsource to all of the time, you know, for clients that are not quite right for me because I don't have to do every wedding in Portugal. I don't want to. (laughs) So (laughs) I want to appeal to my market. And even if it's really small, that wants these super colourful bohemian weddings in the middle of nowhere, I only need to do eight or 10 of them a year. Year to be happy anyway so you know as long as I've got 10 of those I'm good it, even if it's a market of 10 that year I'm good yeah. so it was it was really important to me to really stay focused in my lane and it also helped me to avoid comparison like I really differentiated myself from other planners here um not to say that they don't do beautiful work because they really do and that's why I know okay if this client comes to me and they're not quite right for me I know exactly who to send them to right um but I it helped me to not feel like a generalist um yeah especially because I'm British because I'm not Portuguese um and I have slightly certain disadvantages when it comes to that um, and being black and being very different in the in the wedding industry. And it it helped me to be in my own niche than to feel like I was fighting with everyone else in the market for my yeah. niche. And it's worked really well. It's just it's swimmed really nicely. Um, I'm kind of surprised actually <laughs> when I look back on it. Oh.
0: Uh, it's really beautiful. It's a beautiful brand and so distinctive. And I think it's a lesson to everybody who is starting out in any business. You know, like you have got to hone into your uniquenesses. You've got to embrace the differences that you can offer. You know, you're, that that is what makes you successful is those differences. Are you still with us, Olivia? It's gone a little. The, the screen's gone. I think. look yeah, Oh, you it's are there. Strange. I'm moving. Am I moving? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're moving again. I've got you back. I've got you back. So I think it's a brilliant thing that you've done and and that uniqueness is just so awesome. So obviously you had a year fully booked, 2020, you had weddings already in 2021, the future was looking bright. But unfortunately, like all of us in the wedding and events world across the world, um COVID struck and it 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 took out the whole of your year pretty much, like us as well. So Mm -hmm. instead of letting it get you down, which it could have done very easily, it's very easy to let these things get us down, you decided that you weren't gonna let it get you down, that you were gonna fight on. And in fact, you were gonna launch a new business (laughs) in the last year. So tell us about your new projects that you've launched. Are you there? Have I lost you? Can, um, oh,
1: you're I, there. can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear yeah. you now. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, so I, I decided to launch Venues by Newlyweds, which is a venue finding platform, um, helping couples from around the world find wedding venues in So it's part directory um, where I've got a host of venues in my directory and people can search via uh, location and style and number of guests and stuff like that. Um, There's also a members area that will have um, blogs and downloads and video content specific for just our members. Um, Find the venues themselves, but also get advice from us about the venues. Um, And it's a very, very honest platform and has video tours of every single one of the venues. So uh, that was the basis core of the service. And then this year, we decided to add on personalised matching. Um, So we did a personalised venue sourcing, which is like a digital service. helping couples more one-to-one so it's more of a one-to-one service they send me their details I have a look and I recommend six venues either from our fleet or off our fleet uh, that I think are going to work best for them and I started it in September Um, and I go through so many waves with venues by newlyweds and I think it's okay to admit that it's really hard to throw your full weight behind something new that you're kind of scared of. I'm terrified of this, particularly because of the, the scope that I eventually want it to get to. Um, it's really scary. It's really, really scary. I go through a million roller coasters a day with it about whether I'm going to keep it. or and um, am I still here? Yeah, you're still, still here? here. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. hear you. Okay, cool. Okay, lovely. Um, so it. I believe in the premise of the platform i i like that the people who use it the, the customers that we do have enjoy the platform the members that we, we have enjoy the platform but i'm always up and down about it whether i'm going to throw, throw my full weight behind it or not it's a very it feels very scary but then when i look at the pr- pure numbers of it which i recommend to anyone like if you're going through a period of pure self-doubt just look at the numbers um because numbers don't lie to you and they can actually be a bit more comforting than you think i'm not a numbers person i don't look at analytics of my instagram or whatever I've, i've never done that really bad at measuring things um but this month i realized that i'm actually making about 100 extra euro with venues by newlyweds through the monthly memberships that I get from my customers. Um, and that's with no special like get really So if I did actually make a proper special in the next six months, where could I get to? um it's making me a little bit of extra now but what could it get to in six months if i really make a concerted effort so it's a scary prospect i love that it's actually making more money than i thought it was i thought it wasn't doing anything 100 euro a month is pretty decent for something that's only six months old um so i'm i'm tentatively growing it but coming out of lockdown so i can film more places and i can add more venues to the platform, which is really important because that's the hardest thing during this time is that I can't go any Anywhere, I can't add to the platform which is irritating um but that's going to open soon and I'll be able to really throw my weight behind it so I do have a plan to do that um and really make more of an effort to make the passive income more substantial um so yeah I'm not sure if that's
0: the answer that you wanted me to yeah and I know we've got this bigger plan for it so at the moment it a platform where people can search for wedding venues in Portugal but you really want to make it international don't you you want to bring in other other areas too in the long term so you've got this big ambition which I think is incredible but that's probably why you're getting nervous because you like you know this is a great (laughs) idea and the great thing about it is it's not a directory with every venue in Portugal no it's the decent quality venues that you have checked the details off you've made sure that they are right for weddings they're right for the kind of weddings that you love to do um and you've built relationships with all of those venue owners in order to be hosting them on your site so it's been a huge amount of work, work for you but i it's it's just so admirable that you've just gone right what else can i do how else can i make money and i think long term you're going to find that it's going to be amazing but yeah you've got to get through break through that fear barrier and start pushing it more <laughs> have I lost you again
1: (laughs) yeah it's really it's really I mean it was a lot no no no, I can hear I can hear I can see you as
0: well good good good. can you hear me yeah I can hear you and see you yeah yeah
1: yeah. Um yeah, no, I I think it was a logical step because I always filmed venues for my clients anyway. Like my first couple that I got to get married in Portugal was from Canada and 8 hours behind and that's when I was like, "Oh, so how am I supposed to show them anything? How am I supposed to do this? They're 8 hours behind. This is really difficult to uh, explain things and and show them a venue how they're going to choose a venue and they weren't intending to visit and they didn't visit before the wedding um, so they literally turned up and got married um, and they'd never been to Portugal before so it was a really a really stark education to say okay I need to make them feel like they're here how, how do I do that and video was just a natural progression. So I already had started building up a library of venues through video naturally for my couples anyway. So this was just like the logical next step of being able to sell those videos and make more use of those videos and be able to share them a bit more, you know. Um, otherwise, we yeah. would only be seen by the 10, ven- the 10 weddings that we do every every year the 10 couples that we work with every year um this way they would get more use and people would yeah. be able to see venues in real life rather than like glossy photos and things like that so um yeah no I really do believe in that I just it's it's really it's it's an
0: intimidating
1: thought I think
0: um yeah I'll get there yeah you will get there I just think you've just got to flow with it and not not force it and not worry too much about forcing it just go with the flow a little bit and it will be there but you're so right what you said about repurposing the content that's such a lesson that people need to to learn um you know if you've got content already produced how can you repurpose it for passive income purposes you know perhaps people are watching right now and they're in the wedding industry too and they've got there might be wedding planners or, or videographers or photographers and they've got all of this content that's just sitting there nothing's happening with it but actually it has value so I think that's one of the things that is such a great lesson in in you know you coming on today and telling us about this business because it's that repurposing of content such a smart thing to do and such Uh, you know the potential that it's got for you now is huge you know (laughs) we hope so we hope so if we if I can
1: gather the courage to market it properly then yeah it is a great idea and um, and yeah, you can repurpose. I repurpose so many of my things like I've written so much over the years about Portugal or about getting married in general. But I've now turned into downloadable guides for just my members in the members area. Um, I've turned them into lead magnets to grow my email marketing. I don't write a lot of new stuff on Portugal right now like i've I've written so much (laughs) i don't actually have to write a lot of new things anymore i just repurpose everything that i've written before even things on instagram and captions and things like that i've got tidbits that i've written i don't know years ago three years ago four years ago that i'll still post on instagram because they're just evergreen content so you know repurposing is the way that i don't lose my
0: mind Completely, that's it. Having to reproduce like new stuff all of the time is really, really tough work. i've I've been transitioning from, you know, just wedding coaching to doing like empowered business coaching. and it's really funny. like I was looking at my, you know, my content log of everything that I've got. And actually, I didn't realize just how much content I've got for wedding coaching. It's insane. I was like, my God, all these presentations, everything, you know, and thousands of workbooks. It's just like, it's crazy. So much work has gone into it. <laughs> oh, you have well. to find a use
1: to them. You Maybe you can sell them like as guides on your shop or something like that. Like, yeah, you know, it'll bundle idea. some together and make a, uh, become a wedding planner guide or something and sell it as like a, as,
0: an ebook you know yeah. um maybe something a wedding like that section on the shop and then you've got the wedding section like wedding business section specifically and then all the wedding stuff can just go in there without yeah. a doubt that's a great idea so olivia you love video and one of the other things that i love about you is these incredibly funny and quirky videos that you're always producing they're not always funny but some of them are funny <laughs> <laughs> And recently, you've done a video series where you're interviewing wedding planners from across the world, which is really interesting. Um, Tell us a little bit about your newlyweds channel on YouTube. Yeah,
1: so I started YouTube years ago. I think I was still in university when I started my newlyweds YouTube channel because I originally didn't want to become an independent planner. Originally, I wanted um, to have a blog. And newlyweds was a blog originally um so whilst we're still living in the uk i think it was 21 possibly i started my youtube channel and i started youtube because i love youtube not because i wanted to get clients or any other reason than i love youtube that's my television um so i and I enjoyed making videos, and even if they were terrible quality, it wasn't it, that wasn't the point. The point was because I liked doing it. Um, and then last year, or the year before actually, I started to realise that when I did wedding, when I did videos on Portugal, and when I did more on destination weddings, I started to get inquiries through YouTube, um, and that was never the goal, and it's still not the goal. Um, But it's it's really odd how powerful YouTube is as a search engine. It's the second largest search engine, second to Google only, and is owned by Google. Um, So they've got a lot of great SEO in in YouTube that, you know, even if you're searching uh, weddings in Porto, Sometimes one of my videos will come up rather than um, a text or one of my blogs or something like that. So it's really, really accessible and was able to bring in quite a few people interested in getting uh, having their wedding planned by me. But that was never the goal. The goal was always to just have fun and last year I really did have fun um I did lots of like really creative stuff and then things started to pick up with the weddings again and then I fall off at the moment I'm doing a little series as as you said in which you've been on uh, yeah. You're one of the first. Uh, I'm doing a super long series. I think it's going to go on until June. Oh wow! Um, yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> <commitment. laughs> it's really long, uh, but it's cool. It's nice to be so consistent. I'm never that consistent, so it's quite cool. Um, and I have guests planners come on and talk about their specialist region so you did one on Spain um, we had Valentina do one in Scotland we've got people doing it on London and the Caribbean and America we've got so many places um, and it's been really helpful to people which I really like like I've got a tiny channel it's only got with just over 500 subscribers um, and it's tiny and I don't get a ton of views but every so often you'll get a comment. We got a nice comment on the one for Scotland saying, oh, thank you so much for this. It's actually really hard to find uh, good content on how to get married in Scotland from abroad. And I looked at some of your other videos and it was really helpful in understanding how to get married somewhere else. And I love that. I love that it helped one person, <laughs> you know, it helped them visualize their wedding better and be able to plan their wedding better and that's all I really wanted to do so apart from the enjoyment of me just having fun um it's also really helpful to people and that's nice so I love YouTube I think that it's a great place for people to be but I do also recognize and I am noticing this with the series as well um being on camera
0: is hard yeah 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 it's a big demand it is a big demand (laughs) Because you have to be like, you. Well, yeah, first of all, you have to get dressed. Yes, <laughs> yeah. We can't come on it's with something. the scrunchie up <laughs> and here and the dressing gowns on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> would like to. Then it's the makeup, then it's the preparation, the organisation of people, the questions, you know. And your videos have a lot of editing as well. So, yeah, you put a lot of work into it. You deserve to get the inquiries through, you know. But it's, well thank you but it's honestly it's just it's it yeah
1: being on camera is difficult I will say that it's that YouTube is not going to be for everyone you mm. might be better with your voice um, you might be better as a podcaster you might be better written um, I am a writer but I don't like writing for weddings a lot. Um, I prefer doing freelance work. So I I take on side jobs every so often. Um, But that's not my primary source of communication. I love video. Yeah. Um, I'm quite in, I quite have an animated face, and I flap about with my hands, and this makes it more entertaining to watch me on video. So like, that's why I prefer yeah. to do it there. But I think it's not for everyone. Like, try it out, absolutely, because YouTube is so powerful,
0: yeah. really,
1: really powerful platform.
0: Um, even if, I... yeah, my 12 followers really helps me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's not even that though. Yeah, like, grow it. <laughs> it's not even about the subscriber count though. Because people may not subscribe but still find it either useful yeah. or get in contact with you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um I have people, tons of people come through me through YouTube, but they found it on a video. Don't subscribe, but they'll go to the website or they'll go to venues. Venues by Newlyweds
0: is solely growing through YouTube right now. That's brilliant. That's so good. (laughs) I mean, the new series that you've been doing is that's going to help grow venues by newlyweds as well, because that's going to help attract an international audience.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that was entirely part of the plan. It also helps to onboard um, planners that know venues. And then eventually, when I decide to grow, Uh, venues by newlyweds outside of Portugal I've got a contact in Spain and I've got a contact in Ireland and I can you know ask them and say okay let's onboard some venues together and grow this platform into something a bit more substantial oh you're making me feel more excited about it but I I will as soon as we come off this I'm gonna I'm gonna have an existential crisis about it all over again Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's literally like that
0: Well, just go with the flow for now. You're doing a lot of work on it because you're doing your your interview series until June. I know how demanding it is. You know, I've loved interviewing the women throughout March, but it's been a lot of work. It might only be three or four interviews a week, but it's still a lot of work to put together. So I know how it feels. So you've got till June. So once June comes, perhaps after June, you can really start focusing on the numbers and start getting more content, you know, sort of like getting more people in. And selling more you know but yeah I think the the interviews are great they're really interesting the way you do them is really cool as well so I love it um one of the things that I love about your videos is that you really put your heart on your sleeve and and you show your vulnerability and actually sometimes you stand up and say things that other wedding planners are afraid to say and I really respect you for that because I I'm talking about the video when you just had a client cancelled at Christmas. I came across it the other day because I was, oh, yeah. I, I often go onto your channel and, and catch up on things, you know, and I caught up on that and I was like, it's so vulnerable and it's so honest, but that has so much power. And, and what, what you did was you just, you showed what it was like for us, what it was like for, for the planners, for the videographers, for the photographers, because, you know, I'm, I'm in a community where I support other people, other business owners, but a lot of them are wedding business owners still. And I've seen a lot of crises and breakdowns. And, you know, those breakdowns have been going on for a year now because we don't have financial support, because the industry's been completely ignored by the governments, you know. Yeah. And it was Christmas and you put that video there and and it, it made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you cry? No. Oh and then, God. No. I knew how you felt because after after my first five moves, I just couldn't do it anymore. It was I just couldn't do it anymore. You know, every call you have, they're telling you they're going to move their wedding because of COVID, and you're and they're crying, and you're upset for them. But then you've got to tell a photographer, a videographer, you know, musicians, the venue. You've got to replan the wedding like four times in some of these cases. Yeah. But it's the emotion of it all. Like, and I'm such an empath. I just suck up the emotions of everyone that I'm dealing with. So I'm just like, oh God, you know, it was too much. So Jesus now deals with the moves on email. And then I have a catch up email call with them once it's done. But I do think there's been a lot of forgetting about the way that as people working in the industry, how it's been for us when people have moved their weddings it's not like oh you've moved your wedding I've lost my money no it's not it's the emotional journey that we go through because we're carrying a bride and groom through crisis and disappointment after crisis and disappointment for the last 12 months
1: yeah absolutely and that video was completely unplanned you know it was literally that day and I'd literally just come off a call um with a, with a client uh, with a couple that had decided to cancel their wedding and it was really heartbreaking because it was one of the couples that we were kind of more confident about like there were certain you know you know your couples there are some that are a bit more twitchy about about things you know uh, a bit more scared of of the coronavirus they were very much more on the track they were going to do it any any way anyhow um and they canceled that day. And I literally just switched on the camera and I didn't know if I was going to upload it. It was more just to record it um, and just explain what I was feeling and then I would review afterwards and see if it was too much to, to reveal or not. And I don't think it was too much to reveal. Like I do understand that couples do need to cancel sometimes and they shouldn't feel bad for that. They feel bad as well. Um, but it it is an emotional toll it does really upset me I really invest in the weddings that I do I do a few number of weddings a year because I love those couples and I love that concept and I was really excited to bring that wedding to life and when I'm let when 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 something is taken away from you like that um from them as well out of their control it's it's it just felt in I just felt in flux in that moment and yeah. it was very surprising to me as well because it had already happened like nine times so <laughs> I was like why am I so upset uh but I was I mean I get upset every single time it's it's always it's always really heartbreaking and in, in and it isn't about money at all because for that particular client as well because I'm paid in a monthly way as you know I I pay I'm paid monthly up to the run-up to their wedding Um, so most of these couples have already paid me um, and I've been very very fortunate that I've had couples that don't want a refund, have given me bonuses, things like that, um, and have been very, very gracious in that. So I didn't lose a lot last year. It's more the opportunity of booking for this year, you know, or next year now. (laughs) So that's where I lost out rather than, I didn't lose a lot of fees. Um, So it wasn't about the money at all. It was about the emotional and creative investment that I had in them as people. Mm um and in that wedding and that's a really it's okay to not be okay with that yeah. It's it heartbreaking.
0: yeah it has been it's been a heartbreaking year for the wedding industry and that is that is a sure, sure thing. But I, you know, hats off to you for really moving forward with things. And obviously you've been doing your freelance work as well, which is great. But creating a new brand outside of your your well, outside of it's part of it, Newlyweds, but venues by newlyweds, is absolutely fantastic. So yeah, you're a true survivor, Olivia. A true survivor.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully it will. I, I'm just really hoping that 2022 is relatively normal you know um yeah. it's going to be a hectic year a very hectic full-on year um but i hope that things start to normalize for us in particular um, and we have a normal season next year we do have some events this year luckily still uh, about four uh, so hopefully those go ahead as well
0: yeah i'm fingers crossed as well i've got six left so i'm fingers crossed that they will go ahead too so we'll see back end of the year well olivia thank you so much for talking to me today it's been really lovely to hear your story and to hear about your adventures in portugal and all of the brilliant things that you've got coming um and to anybody that wants to find you where can they find you Oh, I'm newlyweds everywhere. So
1: newlyweds.com is the website, newlyweds with a U. So N-U-L-Y-W-E-D-S on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, probably not Facebook, though, don't go there. Um, So Instagram on YouTube.
0: Come hang out with me brilliant i love it yeah you can watch olivia's amazing videos about weddings in well weddings in in general because they're not just about weddings in portugal they're really informative they're really informative so i love them They're brilliant thank you so much olivia so goodbye for now everybody and thank you for watching thanks olivia